You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. Hi, babes. Hi, babes. It's been a while. It's been a while. And yep. I say babes as plural. Yep. Because live in the studio, we have... Producer Brie. Hi. Hi, babes. Hi. <laughs> Producer Brie, not in a producing capacity, in a guesting yeah. capacity today. Guest Brie. Guest Brie. So for anyone that doesn't know, Brie is our producer on the Drag Race Recap podcast and friend. <laughs> and now friend. <laughs> I love being in the passenger seat and just letting you guys drive. I know. <laughs> I know. I've really fucked up all of the levels already, but never mind. <laughs> So yes, we, we have been away for a little while, but that's because, you know, life's going back to normal people. You know, I've got mediocre dates to go on and, uh, you know, stuff's got to happen. So, but we're back and we're back. things are great. Bree's with us for one of our topics today, which you will already, you will already have seen mm. in the title, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that because... It's magical. <laughs> Wait, is that voodoo? <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, voodoo. Speaking of voodoo, <laughs> one of the best uh, songs from the Spice Girls... Greatest Hits album? Not Greatest Hits. What album was it? It wasn't the Greatest Hits. Oh, yes. Hey, 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 hey. You hate voodoo, don't you? Get up and see your voodoo. (laughs) (laughs) So wild. (laughs) Awful. So, what's been going on with you? Anything of note? not really. Just been really bathing in the afterglow of um, Laura's departure. So my mother Mm. has left America. uh, That's another reason why we haven't recorded, because I needed to lay in a darkened room for you know, two weeks at least, just to like mm-hmm. regain my sanity. She's jetted off back to the UK. She's full of all kinds of missives are, are, are being sent to me via WhatsApp to do with her return home. But you know, she's, she's, she had a great time. She did it all. Beach did it. Yeah. Magic Castle did it as yeah. we'll get into. Mm-hmm. We did dinners. We did. She did two separate. I'm going to just throw out the words club nights. It wasn't even like we went to bars. Like we fully went to two actual clubs. Yeah. Um, one of them... You went clubbing. We re- really, Me and my mum really, truly did go clubbing. You went clubbing. Um, on my birthday, um, after everyone left my very casual afternoon pool party, me and my mum decided together just to go to Akbar. And we like danced the night away in Akbar. And uh, I'm sure she won't mind me telling people that she did fall over in the street as we left. Did she wear her party shoes out? Oh, no, no, no. She changed okay. into a sensible flat for the for the evening. Now, where are those party shoes now? <laughs> I'm afraid I, they, they had their... Not quite Viking funeral. I threw them in the trash <laughs> translation bin. Oh. Um, and then I will be uploading some pictures onto our Instagram of the night where we took my mum to uh, the Abbey in WeHo. <laughs> and she got to tip a, a, a stripper. Wouldn't go-go dancer. Go-go dancer. Yeah, stripper's the wrong word. I, w- I was not there. So I'm excited to see this photographic evidence. Yeah. My mum drank a staggering amount of gin and tonics at the Abbey. And as we know, drinks at the Abbey are basically like one drink is maybe 15 UK drinks. Yeah. And she had about five gin and tonics. That's how the weights and measures system mm-hmm. and translation is. One drink to that's, 15. That's actually, that's actually what like the graph looks like. Yeah. It's like one Abbey gin and tonic equals... 15 UK gin and tonics and they use that for like exports and everything so she had what 60 drinks 
Did I do the math maths correctly? I don't know. Brie? Uh, well, she What's four times that... 15? <laughs> oh, 60? <laughs> yeah, there we go. I knew I was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did say she felt great the next day. So yeah, I'm sure she did. I was impressed. Yeah. She, we, we were actually at the beach the next day. I met them at the beach. She's like, I don't feel anything. I feel fine. Yeah. Speaking of your mum, and considering she was the topic of the last episode, shall we do some feedback? Absolutely. Right. Well, well a well. lot of people had a lot of things to say uh, <laughs> about uh, Laura's vocal appearance. Yeah. First of all, you know, Brie, what do you think of my mum? <laughs> And it's not on the episode. I want feedback on my mum. Honest feedback. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just feedback on the episode from you. What did you think of Laura's episode? Um, first of all, your mom is beautiful and magical. And I <laughs> loved her every second of it. I want more. I'm counting the days till she comes back. But I'm dying to know who the footballer was that she spoke of mm. that I was promised I would see a picture of and never sh- got one. <laughs> okay, well, I will, I will show you a picture off mic of, of him. I've forgotten his name, but we'll, we'll we'll find it. Okay. Also, Fraser just revealed to us off mic that Laura's return to the UK. She got bloody upgraded to first class again. Of course she did. She's that's, that's her. She's a first class bitch. <laughs> I would have loved like a picture of her like sitting in the pilot's lap wearing the like the pilot's hat. Oh my god. Do you I know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Holding onto the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Landing the plane. Yeah. Wait, did you ever do that as kids? Wait, no, no, hang so. on. Did you ever do that thing of? Like pre pre nine eleven, uh-huh. it was very like as a kid, it was very like the captain might come back and be like, "Do you want to come up to the cockpit? Do you want to have a little look?" And you went in, you'd be like in the middle of I don't know, flying over the Atlantic Ocean, and you'd just be looking at all the things, and they'd be like, "Yeah." I was never lucky enough to be selected for that. Oh, were I feel you? Like that only happens in the movies. Oh, did you do it? This, yeah. Oh, I feel like countless times it got to the countless stage, times. Yeah, countless times. I feel like it got to the stage where it's like. I don't, I don't care. I don't want to go up and see all the knobs and switches and buttons. And they, my parents would be like, you've been invited. You are going to go Sorry, to the captain. the captain of this plane. <laughs> like you're on an old timey ship. It's like <laughs> the captain has spoken to you. Well, you, you being asked so many times does actually segue quite nicely into, I've got a little voice note to play. Oh. So if everyone does remember in the last episode, um, one of the bits of feedback and one of the questions my mum was asked is, uh, do you think Ben is a snob? Um, so, uh, Laura actually said that she didn't know yet and she was going to make that decision. I have a voice recording from, uh, my mother just to feed back on that. Okay. And I'm going to play it complete, uh, with technical difficulties. Okay. So just, just to clarify when she was initially asked if I was a snob on the episode, we'd only had one dinner together. Yeah. So we hadn't spent much time together. We then had countless experiences <laughs> over her, her, I don't know, six months that it seemed yeah. to be that she was here. <laughs> So this is her conclusion. Yeah, and I'm, as I said, I'm going to play it with uh, technical problems included. There you go. Yeah, you, I, I can cut around you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to mark it. I just would like to say, Ben, um, after a month of deliberation, I don't think that you're a snob. You'll be very pleased to hear. Okay. Bye. So there you go. Uh, that technical thing at the at the beginning was just my mum was mouthing to me, and I was like, "You can you can speak. It's it's not live." But there you go. So the news is in. Laurie York does not think Ben is a snob. I did see Ben still a bite from her plate. 
while we were in person eating and I was like bold. What do you mean? <laughs> Why do you think that's bold? But she but she like I wanted to try it and I felt very comfortable with her by then. I know that see that shows how comfortable you guys were with each other. I loved it. But wait, do you think that's a snobby thing to do or a not snobby thing to do? Mm, I think it's true. quite a trashy thing to do. What do you think? No, I think it's cute because it shows that you guys are comfortable with each other, but I couldn't gauge her reaction if she was like Oh, oh no, no! It. I think she, we would have heard about it if it was a problem. <laughs> I love, I love that you know, eyes over here, just you know, <laughs> keeping, keeping track of everything. Okay, we had some feedback on our Instagram. Please always give us feedback, Instagram. We love it. Core listener Charlie said, "Iconic episode, all caps." Laura was incredible. Heart. Tone ring said, "My takeaway from the app." The reminder that Stoll is a bop that I forgot about. <laughs> and also Laura was great guest. Also, I love that. Also, Laura was great guest. So Stoll referring to Kelly Rowland Stoll. Mary's got the same size hands as, as Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Are you aware of <laughs> Kelly Rowland's solo career, Brie? Well, of course I know who she is, but... <laughs> <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't answer the question exactly. I wouldn't say I'm a pro at her solo career. Right. Well. Really, I mean, there's a lot to look into. There's Stoll, there's Can't Nobody, there's uh, Commander, oh. uh, the other one that I really like. When Love Takes Over. When Love Takes Over. Do you know when Love Takes... Here's the thing, Brie. <laughs> Weirdly, Kelly Rowland has had quite a big solo career in the UK. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And she was an X-Factor judge and she had some sort of real Ibiza dance tracks as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we also heard from uh, Little's Beth, my friend Lydia, and she just said she can vouch for the fact that Laura was totally unfazed by our New Year's Eve party. And she said it was the only time she's ever been scared of Felix, who is my dad. And that is because, as we mentioned, we had trashed not only my parents' carpet, but a kind of antique dresser translation credenza, if you will, for America. Mm. And uh, yeah, we were in uh, big, big trouble got some more feedback here this bit i don't understand walter boy 13 said we absolutely lost it at the baked beans what was that oh uh, yes it was referring to my mom's cooking skills when she added baked beans to a curry oh that's mm. right <laughs> just really thicken it up risky yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she loves to take a risk uh, and then um we do have a we have an email <gasps> So this is uh, Carter Kid has dropped us an email on our email, which is your welcome America podcast at gmail.com. And Carter Kid's... Can I do my impression of Joanna Lumley saying you've got email? Yeah. You've got email. Oh, lovely. So I can't even begin to explain that to, to Brain. You just, you just have to accept really my vocal good. ability. Thank you. Thank you. So they say, hi, boys. This is your New Yorker speaking. <gasps> I was like, oh, Okay. I have been a core listener since the first episode due to a freak accident I blame on Crystal and Drag Race UK. Okay. <laughs> I love everything you do. I mean, wonderful. But this was my favorite episode so far. Like an hour long hug. As someone who hasn't got to see my own mum in way too long, this made me very, very happy. Aww. And he says, Laura York is now and forever a gay icon. And then followed it up with, is Fraser single? Yes. Ooh, love connection. I'm not relocating to New York. <laughs> not willing to travel. Bicoastal. I mean, that's the dream. The bicoastal mm. dream. All right, maybe. Oh. Mm -hmm. Have you... Wait a minute. Have you been using our official email to, like, mm. email back and just, you know... Oh, you know I'm... You know, <laughs> you know I've been using the Instagram, the Twitter, because I don't have any of that stuff myself. That's so true. I do all my, like, perving on there as well. 
Um, I also had some more feedback on Instagram. Aileen McGarry in Glasgow said, I'm hoping for a Fraser episode in the future. Fraser spelt F-R-A-S-E-R because that's my dad. <gasps> I thought she was thinking I needed my own special, but she'd spelt my name wrong. Nope. She's referring to my dad. Well, that's lovely. I know. Mm. The idea of, look. <laughs> During the pandemic, we managed to get my dad to work out FaceTime. He yeah. is a man of 85 years old. Mm -hmm. See a lot of his chin on FaceTime. Yep. And uh, I think to be able to do like a transatlantic podcast with him would be a stretch. But I do appreciate the enthusiasm. Oh, of course. Yeah. Please, as ever, do get in touch with your feedback. Uh, you're welcome, America, on Instagram. We have the Gmail, which Fraser Mans. What is it again? You're welcome, America, podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. We've got our Twitter. What is our Twitter? You're welcome, USA. There it is. Also, we would love some more rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. Hell yes. We would love it. So do go and do that. In fact, do you know what? Oh. Pause the pod. Pause the pod right now. Pause it right now. Just go and rate and review us if you're listening to Apple Podcasts. I think you can do it at the same time. Can you? I don't okay, think don't it's an exclusive do function. Not, okay, everyone, <laughs> do not pause the pod. Do it right now. Thank you so much. <laughs> Shall you. we do the episode? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, as usual, we have an American topic and a British topic, and we will discuss and work out the uh, equivalent Ben is up first with the British topic, which is a surprise to me, but not to Brie. Brie knows what it is for some reason, so... I've been sworn to silence. Okay, so Ben, what do you, what do you got for me, babes? Well, now Brie, I just want you to watch Fraser's face when oh, I God. reveal what this topic is okay. and then describe his reaction. <clears throat> My UK topic that I'm going to be discussing today is Cheryl Cole. <gasps> <laughs> okay he just fainted wow. he's on the ground <laughs> okay that is um quite a lot just to spring on me at the last second so my mind is a, a whirl of you know kind of a, a red soldier's hat like you know the special on itv with the swords it's all like swirling around in my head <laughs> well like like you've just died yeah and the the final things you see before you you die is like a, a very fast montage of Cheryl Cole's well, career. It's, it's basically like when she would perform on X Factor and they would play that little VT. 12 million yeah. records. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then just like. You a... gotta fight. Yes. <laughs> you wanna call my name. <laughs> <laughs> Girls allowed star. <laughs> my topic is Cheryl Cole. Now, I had to tell Brie in advance because, well, no pressure. Did you look her up before we did it? Of course I did. <gasps> She knows how to do her work. I know. And I know who she was. <laughs> and why did you know who she was? She was a judge on Drag Race UK. There you go. Uh, well, for a second, I thought you were going to say she was a judge on X Factor USA. <laughs> we'll get into that outfit. We'll get into that. Okay. Now, here are my rules for us discussing Cheryl Cole, because this is a huge topic. Yeah. This is like the time I sprung Victoria Beckham on you. <laughs> this is exactly like it. I'm sweating. We are not going to be discussing Girls Aloud. Okay. Because we just don't have time, Brie. Okay. <laughs> And we are not going to be discussing her love life because do you know what? We don't we don't want more men it's, on this podcast. It's also the least interesting thing the that we can talk about. The least interesting thing. Okay, let me give you some quick background before we properly get into it. Cheryl Ann Tweedy, born June 30th. <laughs> Cheryl Ann Tweedy. My name's Cheryl Ann Tweedy. Tweedy. Such born a funny name. June 30th, 1983. 
English singer, dancer, and television personality. Yep. Born and raised in Newcastle. Of course she was. She was in Girls Aloud in 2002. Yep. And then... Uh, they missed out actress from that. Never forget, she does have uh, one line in the movie, what to expect when you're expecting. She also, I found another <laughs> acting thing she did from two years ago as well. Okay. But anyway, fast forward to 2002. Yep. She auditioned for pop stars, The Rivals. Now, quick question. I know we're not going to do Girls Aloud much, but do you remember? I'm going to just launch right into the song. Okay. I know you... you're going to... Yeah. Have you ever loved and lost somebody? Wish there was a chance to say I'm sorry. Can't you see? That's the way I feel about you and me, baby. Let's see if you're all right. Ooh, she, right. really, she really took the, uh, she made a vocal choice there. <laughs> About you and me, baby. Quick question for bonus points. Can you remember what, what she's she was wearing? wearing? <laughs> <laughs> now, I believe, I believe it is a floral top with some like funky sleeves. Is it a floral crop top with like a, a big kind of bat wingy sleeve a la Britney at the end of Crossroads? It is. Also, one other key, key thing. Oh, is she wearing look. a choker? She is anything on that choker? Uh, crucifix. Crucifix. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Which is interesting because in 2002, like a choker with a crucifix, I don't think was like a, like a statement. Do you know what? I feel like in the 90s, like a choker with a crucifix yeah. during like the craft era. Yeah. God, you did so well. Thank there. you. I, I, I'm, this is exactly how I felt at the Victoria Beckham thing. I'm sweating and I'm like, my heart is racing. <laughs> I can't breathe. Okay, we're going to fast. Okay, like I said, we're not doing Girls Aloud. That's a story for another time. We've been there. We've done it. We love them. We respect them. We want to give them like 85 episodes. So in 2008, our Cheryl joined X Factor as a judge. A weird pet she did. I'm going to judge people because I know how it feels. I've been judged myself my whole life <laughs> by the press. And actually, we've even got a quote from Cheryl in our Oh, did we take it out? I can't remember. Oh, we took it out, didn't we? Which is her saying to Joe McKeldry, where are you from, Flower? South Shields, I thought. I thought. <laughs> but didn't we also have your right up my street? Yeah, I don't know anymore. It's a very important time. Now, what's crucial here is that in X Factor, mm. the first year, she championed Alexandra Burke. Yep. Alexandra Burke won. Next year, Joe McKeldry. Joe McKeldry won. Third year, Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson didn't win, but very significant. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. She did sterling work on that show. She's a star maker. She's still not responsible for Little Mix. That was Talisa. Now, speaking of being a star maker, in 2011, she came over to the US. <laughs> That's where you live, Brie. Mm-hmm. That's where you're from. And she... They decided they were going to make her a judge on X Factor USA. This is 2011. Do you, Brie, do you remember X Factor USA? Do you remember it happening or there being a buzz about it? Do you remember anything about it? I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but that's Fair enough. Is it just like uh, American Idol? It was. It was. But what's so interesting is like X Factor in the UK, it was. How would you just, in its prime, how would you describe how big X Factor in the UK was? Well, well, it's because because we had Pop Idol, which was 
our version of American Idol, but that kind of fizzled, that got replaced by X Factor as the thing. Okay. So like it is, it's bigger than like The Voice, it's bigger than American, it's like it is our peak American Idol, like the most popular American Idol season, that's what X Factor was in the UK like five years ago. Yeah, and it would happen every year. It was, I mean, it was so big when we lived in London, we would on like a Saturday night, you might throw like a dinner party at your house and you would watch X Factor and you would not go to the pub. You would not go out yeah. until you'd finished watching it. Oh. So at bars and stuff, there was a surge of people after X Factor. <laughs> so like every home was tuned in. Oh, yes. okay. for sure. For 100%. sure. Because it's on ITV, which is, you know, because the UK has a lot less networks to watch. Kind of. Yeah. Um, Who's ITV? What's the US equivalent of ITV? Ooh. Is it Fox? Mm, probably. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think yeah. it might be. But not Fox News. Fox. Fox Fox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, I will say that, so when she came over to the US, they tried to make her ju judge on uh, X Factor USA, which now that we are television producers in America, mm. it is quite a baffling move to yeah. bring over someone that no one had heard of and try to make them like a judge on a network tv show alongside yeah. paula and randy and simon yeah well what and move? there was a lot of wasn't there a lot of feedback about the fact people didn't really understand what she was saying because yeah. she has a very strong oh. uh, geordie accent did you brie how did you feel about her accent on drag race do you remember it being a thing i don't remember it being a thing no. oh hmm. noted but well to be fair I feel like an American watching Drag Race UK, there are a lot of accents to deal mm -hmm. with. And I think I always watch with subtitles anyways. Oh, yeah. there's the answer. Yeah. There's the answer. Um, well, the most important thing about, are you about to get to it? Well, I was going to say that <laughs> if I were to ever do Cheryl drag, there's one look I would go for. <laughs> and it's her look on the kind of press red carpet for X Factor USA. Brie, I'm just going to show you this pic. And I want you to describe it's this look. For, <laughs> woman to woman. Can you describe this look and this outfit? Ooh, okay. Um, we got big hair, big, big, teased for the gods. Mm -hmm. um, we got a orange ruffle tank. <laughs> and it's not like a tank that you'd wear to do sports. It's more of a tank, like a going out tank. So you wouldn't do sports in that? No, it's like <laughs> okay. a going out tank. <laughs> okay. Like maybe like, I don't know if it's silk, but you know, something, a where, nice fabric. Where would you go out in that tank to? Like to the club okay right okay especially this year as or, well or it's like it's an orange color so maybe to brunch oh it's more of a like spring like you know okay now going south it's of... hot out but you want to look you know like you're dressing up a little oh it probably was hot that day hotter than being in newcastle where mm. she's from now going south of that tank what, what else have we got going on right turquoise very thick belt on it looks very large <laughs> Uh -huh. Like very wide. Um, and then purple pants. Mm -hmm. I can't tell what these pants are made of. Are they corduroy or velvet? Not sure. Look it's like... definitely a flare to them. If yeah, I'm not even have... seeing the picture, but I, I can see soft. it in my head. Can you tell us what <laughs> shoe she's wearing? I can't. I really can't tell. Oh, <laughs> her pants are covering her shoes. <laughs> yeah, that was the answer I was looking for. They're like, uh, they're a fitted pant, but they have bagginess to them, mm. even though they're fitted. Inter I feel like... 
proportion, sizing, scale, everything in this picture is baffling, whether it's from the hair to the belt to the, the length of the pants. I, Huge hair. I will say that when eventually we do get successful enough to go on tour and do the um, You're Welcome America live show, when you and I finish the show singing I Know Him So Well from Chess back to back, I think we should both be dressed like Cheryl at X Factor USA press launch. <laughs> I'm I'm really I'm really excited about not having to decide what kind of shoe I'm gonna wear because my my purple pants are yeah. gonna be hiding that shoe. I'm a little worried we're gonna have to make it like a quick change thing, so I think we're gonna have to really have everything just ready to go. But yeah, we're gonna stand back to back in that outfit and sing I know him so well. So that was Cheryl's career in X Factor. Now we've got to dive into the solo <gasps> music. Yes, we do. Okay. 2008 was technically her first debut single. We're going to gloss over it because it was just Heartbreaker with, with Will I Am. We're not going to go there. 2009, <laughs> Fight for This Love. We gotta This song is, I hate the word epic, but I'm going to use it. Now, performances of this song, the X Factor performance where she's wearing a red cap. Flawless. The Brit Awards performance where she's wearing a trench coat. Phenomenal. And then there's a performance that not everyone knows, (laughs) but we know incredibly well. (laughs) Fraser, can you describe that performance? Um, Okay, so this is on an ITV show called Cheryl's Night In. Mm. Is that what you're talking about? Actually... Oh, are you talking about the swan dive? No. Oh, no, that's later. <laughs> I've actually got a clip of that performance. Should I show it to Brie and we'll get her yes. to describe <laughs> yeah. oh, no. just this performance? Ooh, okay, she got double slit dress, both thighs out, looking gorge, hot pink, gold trim, a ponytail. It might be a braid. There's a black and white rope trim on the top. Around her shoulders. <laughs> I love I love how you're like gasping to try and keep up with the many What's details happening? of this bizarre experience. Now, should, I, should we just show a little bit of the ending? Just to yes. maybe give it... Well, before we do that, if you could describe this look is as it, like a theme. Is it like a samurai theme? Oh. I was trying to pick that up. Yeah. Like, it's Problem- funny you said that. It's a hot pink samurai theme. Problematic. It's funny you said that, Brie, because... Ooh, okay, she has a... She has a sword. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's doing a lot of moves with the sword. <laughs> I love that the backup dancers are in all black, but then a pink sash. Yeah. <laughs> Need something to tie it together, Brave. Yeah, it's very like gay Mortal Kombat is is the theme yes, of that performance. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. That uh, that performance is incredibly important in our in our hearts. So when I lived with Podcast Nemesis Michael, we would well we kept that saved on like our our DVR. Sc- our, our, well, our, Sky sorry, Plus. Sky Pl- our Sky Plus US equivalent is like TiVo. Yeah. And okay. we had this performance just saved. <laughs> and often a night out, before going to a night out, we would have like, some drinks at our house and we'd be like, before going out, should we just should we just watch? Wait, do you know the dance? Tell me you know the dance. I well, the ma- we definitely know the bit with the huh, huh, that bit. <laughs> the main like the 
pre outside of the samurai sword like the, mm. the actual rest of the dance is quite iconic and yeah. signature okay. there's a lot of like flapping yeah. of mm-hmm. we have actually like, as a group back in london recreated a very famous bit of the dance which involves kind of like a shoulder mm. a yes. shoulder move and mm. i filmed it on my flip cam remember those <laughs> oh, of course a flip cam that i lost well no i didn't lose but it died in 2010 on a trip to Miami because I fell in the pool with it. Mm, yes. Yeah. Oh, the footage that we could have saved from that, eh? <laughs> oh that gosh. low grainy footage. I feel like this song, if now, if I were in a club in the US or if I were, if I were in a bar or club in, no, if I were in a club in the UK, mm-hmm. I had a drink in hand and this song came on, I think I might just weep with joy. Yeah, it's I would. I would throw my drink to the ground. I'd throw my drink at the wall, like out, like a like a Greek person celebrating something. So moving on to, from this phenomenal pop anthem, the second single was Three Words. I have a very short story about Three Words. Oh, should I just, go for should I just it. Tell it anyway. Give it. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell this very quick. You, you do know this, Ben, but Bree doesn't know this, and we're gonna play a little clip of the song to you off 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 mic so you can hear it and really get the story. Uh, back in my uh, hoe days in London, I went home with someone and he, <laughs> he, he tried to, st- <laughs> he tried to seduce me to the song Three Words by Cheryl. <gasps> it is an incredibly haunting song to have someone uh, try and seduce you to. I, so uh, <laughs> did you think you were going to get murdered? I truly thought I was going to die that night. Oh my gosh. He was a lawyer. Oh, <laughs> that's spicy. So sue me. <laughs> oh. Take me to court. <laughs> Okay, after three words came Parachute. How do you feel about the song Parachute? Derek Huff is in the video. Um, This song's fine. I, it, it had its moment. I don't like it anymore. But I did do a, um, an incredibly dangerous dance with my friend Lauren at a party to it once where I almost dropped her on her head because I was too drunk to do a, a full, like, dip. Ooh. Yeah. Next up is the year 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay. She brought out a song called Promise This. is baffling this is what's fascinating about cheryl cole the pop star Mm. okay because she seems incredibly mainstream but she's quite weird in a wonderful way Mm. like the song promised this oh my god actually we have to play the beginning just for brie because (laughs) you're gonna be like you're not gonna be able to predict about what's gonna assault your ears all i will say is when she performed this on the x factor it's a big performance she was kind of also dressed like beetlejuice as well so just have Cheryl, with all her hair and gorgeousness, dressed like Beetlejuice. Uh. The main, the most important part of this song is probably just the opening. Ooh, what was she saying? Alouette, 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 She's saying alouette. alouette, which is a French word. What does it even mean? I don't know. But baffling, dressed as Beetlejuice, dressed as a sexy Beetlejuice, wow. jumping around on stage. I'm gonna look up that picture. Is that it? Oh, the, <laughs> <laughs> did you just type in Cheryl called Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's like a sexy Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the translation has given me Alouette, deploy the wing. So I don't. <laughs> um, Cheryl says, deploy the wing. <laughs> Alou- or maybe Alouette's the name of someone in the team. They're like Alouette, deploy the wing. Alouette. Deploy the wing. I need the wing. Because you call her Alouette Pet. Alouette Pet. (laughs) So it got to number one. Baffling song. Kind of amazing. Mm. I have a lot of respect that she was just doing these bananas things. 
Um, the follow-up to it was another curveball, a song called The Flood. <laughs> okay, so should I do it? This... This is quite tough to do vocally, so I've closed my eyes. <clears throat> I'm going to lean my head far back as well. Bringing on the flood, the flood. This Whoa. song this song was all cozy knits and lighthouses. <laughs> Moving on to 2012. Anything happened in 2012? Yeah. Spice Girls, sports, queen stuff. So she then came back with what I think is the true follow-up to Fight for This Love. Okay. <laughs> so we're disregarding absolutely everything else we've just talked about. Sure. So, Call My Name. Now, crucially, Call My Name, uh, produced by Calvin Harris. Hot. The beginning of the video, I think, is maybe a real cornerstone of our friendship i'm gonna show it to <laughs> another cornerstone of our friendship we've got so many corners it's of our friendship the building's hexagonal? now whatever is like 10 octagonal so yeah how would you describe her her general like like the mood boards that maybe the stylist put together for these cheryl looks oh lots of neon yeah yeah, yeah. lots of 80s colors um but she looks good she does look i good. feel like it's someone beautiful. used the word fluoro at some point didn't fluoro. they so what's fluoro fluorescent oh okay yeah <laughs> so what i will say is that i don't know if you've ever been to uh will rogers the gay beach in uh santa monica but basically if you <laughs> if you park in the parking lot across mm. the street from will rogers there's a tunnel you have to go under to get to the beach <laughs> okay and crucially every time me and ben go to will rogers beach we play that song the beginning of that song and mm. do that little kind of like sultry thing through the tunnel and it's got that real <laughs> that real like day of like you're excited to go to the beach you found parking <laughs> and then you're like you're about to get to the beach and you walk through this tunnel that stinks of piss oh yeah I like stinks a bit and there's also just bird feathers everywhere. <laughs> and it's just us plinky plonking down going pling, pling, oh pling. And anyone we're with giving us absolutely nothing in reaction. Yeah. And then bending over. Exactly. Yep. Just leaning against that pissy, pissy wall. <laughs> so call my name. Oh, what, a, what a moment. What a fucking song. This, Still a fucking song. Again, if this song, actually, if this song came on in a club, I wouldn't cry. I would immediately just start like dancing like I just consumed five Red Bulls. Yeah. Well, what I would do is there's a very crucial performance of Call My Name that Cheryl did on The Voice on BBC. Controversial because she was an ITV girl. And basically at the beginning of the song, she did a full swan dive off of a very high platform into the arms of her dancers with like no harnesses or anything. It's really impressive. It's very Paula Abdul. Yes. Mm. Okay, moving along to 2014. An utterly bananas and bizarre song. Ooh. I don't know if you have a saxophone ready because this song is called Crazy Stupid Love. I hate this song. I don't like this song either. I hate it's this so song. happy slappy. It's too clippy cloppy, happy slappy. Yeah. Hang on, have you have you tried to erase Under the Sun from history? Oh sorry. Mm-hmm. I did I did bypass the song wow, Under the Sun. Ben. Wow, Ben. Wow. <laughs> sorry. What are your thoughts on Under the Sun? Do you like it? Love it. Listen to it on a boat once. Made me happy. Move on. <laughs> Wait, were you with were you with Laura going to Mystique? <laughs> Actually, I was with Laura. We were going to a different Caribbean island. We were going to an island called Beckway, and I was listening to Under the Sun okay. by Cheryl. I w- if I were with Laura York on a catamaran in the Caribbean, <laughs> listening to Under the Sun, of course I'd fucking love that song. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2014, Crazy Stupid Love. 
my main memory of this song is that there's a moment in it where a saxophone just appears out of nowhere and our friend crystal the first time uh, she heard it she thought it was a joke she thought wait i thought someone just replaced part of the song with a joke so that really sums it up she followed up this i did get to number one though she followed up this song with i don't care i love i don't care <laughs> i don't care <laughs> don't remember anything else about that song i don't care it's pretty fun i don't care has a really fun video she's like thrashing around on a beach in like south africa and there's a couple of shots where she looks quite mad really yeah oh she, oh you, because she's quite like she's meant to be like in a fun a, yeah. aggressive way like looking at the yeah. camera kind of like trying to psych you out yeah you can get some really good uh freeze frames from that video if you ever need them oh someone's <laughs> done a, a screenshot haven't they maybe a little one or two don't worry about it Talking of videos, we're going to actually fast forward now to 2018. Oh my God. She brought out one of her last singles. It's a song called Love Made Me Do It. Now, Brie, by this point, I was living in the US. Mm-hmm. Fraser was not. When this song came out, I was like, I woke up in the morning, I'm like, Cheryl's new video is out. Can't wait to watch it. Tap, tap, tap on the laptop in bed. Blocked. Geo blocked. <laughs> oh oh no. God, I've just remembered this story. Couldn't, couldn't watch it in this oh country. No. Cheryl was blocking me. I just want to see a new video. Love made me do it. So what did I do? SOS, me and podcast nemesis Michael, SOS signal to Fraser back in the UK. Fraser, <laughs> can you download and we transfer over Love Made Me Do It? And he did. Mm. I did. I ripped I ripped the video. I did it in a we transfer file and sent it to them. It was all very, it was, I, I had to stop what I was doing to do it as wow. well. I was definitely That's in the middle of work friend. and I had to send it. Big time difference because it's probably like seven in the morning. So what? That's probably like what four in the afternoon. Yeah, I was just casually at work. I was like, guys, we've got to tools down. I need to rip the love maybe do it video. Was it worth it? Questionable. How do you feel about this song? It's fine. It's I, it's it's still not. It's not up there with the with the greats of hers. I'd still prefer to listen to Under the Sun. Under the in the grand tradition though of of Cheryl, it's a weird weird song mm. which I really appreciate. Nicola, our beloved Nicola from Girls Aloud, wrote it. Yeah, wrote part of it. Um, when she performed it live, she did a licking the hand motion. I remember that got the Ooh. the tabloid press in a tizzy. You ever heard the phrase in a tizzy, Brie? Of course. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> in a tiz. In a tiz. Uh, it only got to number nineteen. Fuck. She followed it up with a song called "Let You" oh. that didn't even chart. Let You is probably my joint favorite yeah. Cheryl Cole song. Mm. Yeah. Why didn't it chart? Because people are people are, it, people are fucking idiots. Truly, like we do a lot of joking around on this, but truly justice for Let You. It is such a good song. It is so good. Ugh. So that was the last song she released, sadly. Oh, wow. I 2019? Know. 2000 and, yeah, 2018 that 18. was. 18 or 19. Mm. Beginning of 19. I was living here then. So yeah, it was, it was just beginning of 2019. Also another song that the video she filmed in LA, very close to your, both this and Call, Call My, My Name. Name. That's actually why I bought this house. Yeah. Because in 2012, I saw that neighborhood and I was like, hang on, Cheryl's <laughs> filming here. You're like, me up. Yeah. So Ben, every weekend, Ben's down in the LA river, mm-hmm. just on that dry riverbed, just 
in my wedges. <laughs> in his wedges. In my, tri- my, my sneaker wedges. In his fluoro, just yeah. running around. So other than that, she was also a judge in The Greatest Dancer for yep. two seasons, a dance show which she had the time of her life. It has sadly been cancelled. Where is she now? What is she doing? In 2021, she's selling multivitamins. Sorry, vitamins for our US listeners. I know she's part of this whole wellness thing, which I'm really worried about. However, she is going to be performing later this year at Mighty Hoopla. Like Perfect outdoor venue. Outdoor festival. She's headlining it. Yep. In recent years, she's headlined some Pride events. She's kind of made um, uh, Fight for This Love into a gay anthem. And I'm like, okay, okay. That wasn't your intention originally, but we'll accept it. (laughs) Yep, we'll take it. With open arms. (laughs) And I will say, any footage I've seen of like her 20-minute sets are fucking fantastic. Where she just does all the hits and she goes for it. In one I watched in Manchester Pride in 2019... It's really good. And at the end, she just shouts to the audience, keep living, keep fucking loving. Which <laughs> I love. So I feel like that's exactly what she's going to be doing at Mighty Hoopla later this yeah. year. Jealous. I yeah. want to see it. Who is the US equivalent of Cheryl Cole? Mm. I've been thinking. Right. First of all, I was like, hang on. Is it Paula Abdul? Wow. Because there's the judging element. Yeah. The mm. dancing element. Dancing element. Element. Very similar hair in many <laughs> ways. Yeah. Very similar hair, you're right. But it wasn't quite enough because Cheryl really was like the nation's sweetheart. And you'd yeah. be like, I mean, uh... Vogue covers, obsession. Then I was thinking, wait a minute, is she Jennifer Aniston? Oh. Because there's like absolute tabloid obsession and mm. it's like all about her love life. Yep. Sip similar color of hair. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, she's also, isn't, isn't Cheryl a hair, a L'Oreal person? She is. She's fucking worth it, which is, you know, <laughs> hair gen, and hair. Gen, hair and hair. What when you do a little a little fusion? Well, I actually think I've got a different answer for okay. you. Okay. Mm. And this is courtesy of podcast nemesis Michael, who saw this person in concert. Oh. I think the US equivalent of Cheryl Cole is Selena Gomez. Ooh. Oh. I would say that similar level of singing ability. Cheryl's probably a better dancer. Mm-hmm. At, at times, they've had similar hair, <laughs> similar level of popularity and obsession. Mm. Yeah. Like, people in the US are obsessed with Selena Gomez, yeah. like, in terms of Instagram followers. There has been that obsession in the UK, the intense scrutiny of personal life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did she have a health crisis? Like she, Selena? She got malaria. She, oh, there we go. Oh my God, we didn't even touch on the malaria. We can't even talk about it's the too malaria, much. but okay. she's, she had malaria. So... How do you feel about that? I'm, no, I'm, I'm even Brie Boy even brought up an extra point and it, it fits. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So the US equivalent of Cheryl is Selena Gomez. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we are back. Okay, we've had our UK topic. Now it is time for our US topic. It's a very LA specific topic. Mm-hmm. What you got for us, babes? Well, why am I doing a ghost voice? <laughs> not not haunted, sure. It's not, not the haunted, haunted mansion. <laughs> <laughs> this is my magician voice, I guess. Uh, we um, actually, the three of us, including my mother, took a little trip to the Magic Castle. Now, I'll give you a little, uh, obviously, the Wikipedia overview. The Magic Castle is a clubhouse for magicians and magic enthusiasts, (laughs) as well as a clubhouse for the Academy of the Magical Arts. 
It is located in the Hollywood district of Los Angeles, California, and bills itself as the most unusual private club in the world. <laughs> there we go. That's my magic voice. So um, we went to the Magic Castle for a very strange evening. So one of the things about the Magic Castle is it is technically a members club. So we're not quite sure. <laughs> Tell us, Brie, how did you get us into the uh, the Magic Castle? Because you are our in. Are you a member of the Magic Castle? Sadly, I'm not a magician. I need to work on my 15 minutes. <laughs> but actually, I gave blood <laughs> at the Magic Castle. So weird. In their downstairs room where we shared a drink with Laura. <laughs> and they said, and by giving blood there on, on site, they would invite you back. And they've invited me back twice Ooh. with one more to come, they wow. say. <laughs> you must have some very magical blood. <laughs> just, just to confirm... You were giving blood for medical reasons yes. or not magical? Not yeah, magical. Yeah. Well, who knows what they did with it, but they <laughs> they said it was an American Red Cross. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone there was a magician in an outfit and it's all blood that fuels the magic castle. Yeah. I think, I didn't think that the magic castle could get any more strange and yet breeze in of giving that blood. <laughs> In the downstairs. I love mm-hmm. that. Also, not not, mm-hmm. in the, not like the, the first floor, not on the ground floor, downstairs, mm-hmm. the basement. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let's start with, just even before you arrive, let's just start with arriving. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's in Hollywood. It's in a very strange location, just kind of behind Hollywood Boulevard and behind lots of touristy spots. There's this kind of very strange building that does look like a kind of, uh, like a magic castle, I guess. Well, isn't it an old Victorian mansion? Yes, it's an old mansion that belonged to... It's, <laughs> it says the, pri- <laughs> the principal building of the Magic Castle is a chateau style or, and then this is bolded and you can go on a hyperlink, chateau-esque. <laughs> and I believe chateau-esque is a, an architectural style. Chateau adjacent. It sounds completely <laughs> insane and made up. Yeah, it was, um, it was built in 1909 by a, <laughs> now bear with me, this, is, this person has a lot going on in their, uh, in their credits. Uh, by real estate investor, lawyer, banker, newspaper editor, and philanthropist, Roland B. Lane. Ooh. So yeah, but uh, one of the important things about arriving at the Magic Castle is that what you're wearing. <laughs> yes. So let's just talk. I'm going to read you a quick uh, little piece of the dress code. So the Magic Castle has a very strict dress code. Uh, let me read it to you now. Should I, should I do my strange ghost ghoul magician voice that I'm doing? Sure. Evening dress code. The Magic Castle is an elegant environment that has a strict dress code. All members and guests of a required to dress in business attire or evening wear that is conservative, uh uh-oh, formal and elegant. (laughs) So, you know, I'm not going to read the full kind of breakdown to you, but there's some, I will say what they say. Thank you for not wearing denim, casual footwear, for example, work boots, sneakers, sandal, flip-flops, military fatigues, uh uh-oh, casual or athletic clothing, or just generally outerwear. Not quite sure what that means. Outerwear. Just can't wear your coat. Like a (laughs) coat. Wait, I thought you could wear a military outfit. Is that not fatigue, so? Yeah, not fatigues. Okay. You can wear, like, your, your kind of, like... Dress. Yeah, you can wear... If you've got, like, your medals. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, like, yeah. you fought a fight that won, mm-hmm. but not, like, camo? Is that what mm-hmm. we're Yeah, saying? exactly. You can't come in your camo, but, yeah, if you've got, like, a medal, medal of valor, you can mm-hmm. go in that outfit. I am disappointed, but you didn't turn up in, like, a, a camo ball gown. <laughs> <laughs> they would not have let me in. <laughs> I, yeah. I did appreciate because I was concerned about this. I'd been before and I just, I hate not wearing the right thing going. Mm. So it just makes me feel really nervous. Mm. I went out to the website. I think at the bottom, it says something like, if in doubt, dress up or like, mm. yes, mm-hmm. say something like that. Or like, it's 
if in doubt, go more formal than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did like a whole black tie, like a, a bow tie mm-hmm. and everything. Yes. Well, yes, you yes, you looked great. My mum was wearing a very strange outfit that she cobbled together from her suitcase. Brie, you looked lovely. <laughs> Thank you. I, I arrived and I described my look as, for American <laughs> listeners, I think I said that I looked like I worked at the Wells Fargo in Azusa. Um, <laughs> and for UK listeners, I guess that would mean I look like I work for Lloyd's TSB in Guildford. Yeah, <laughs> I just I looked like I was I was definitely like in charge of mortgages at like a, a regional branch of a bank. All I will say is I'm glad we got those picks though on the step and repeat. Yes, mm-hmm. before you go inside and the actually red the red carpet mm-hmm. and before everyone else arrived, Brie and I essentially produced of oh, several photo shoots. Yeah, <laughs> so people just kept coming, being like, "Oh, would you maybe could you possibly mind?" And we're like, like "Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got this." <laughs> like, move over. You're not centered at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys really classed up some of those pictures for them, mm, for sure. We did. So um, then, yeah, you, you kind of arrive at the Magic Castle and you kind of have to get let into the, the reception kind of lobby area where you just kind of pay pay your, your shekels and your coins to get in. <laughs> this, this part is very like the entrance to the Haunted Mansion. Yes. Mm. Like before you're on the mm-hmm. ride. Yes. Like that area, like that kind of waiting mm-hmm. area. Yeah. It feels it like is. an old timey home with a bunch of books. And yeah. Mm-hmm. But it feels like a Disneyland version of it. To me, yeah. it feels like um, the Tower of Terror as well has that very similar vibe. Oh. It's kind of meant to be like an old hip hotel, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Had, had you been before, you'd been before mm-hmm. a few before times? Before you gave blood. <laughs> but when you gave blood. I've been three times before, I believe three times before, yeah. Are you a fan of magic? Or four times, maybe. I'm more of a fan of like getting dressed up yeah. and like yeah. the kind of like fun Hollywood, like exclusive. But I feel like the more you go, it starts to wear off a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yes, I yes, I can imagine that. But I do. I, I what you're saying is true, especially in L.A. Everything's very casual. So like it is kind of fun to have an excuse to to mm-hmm. dress up and pretend yeah. you're in a different a different kind of era. Mm-hmm. It feels quite fun. Um, so one of the one of the features of the Magic Castle is inexplicably once you paid there's no actual entrance into the club it's like a wall of books how are we gonna get in and like how are you gonna get in <laughs> how are you gonna get and in and there's a little there's a little instruction oh no didn't wasn't there that man that told us that you had to say the magic word to an owl statue mm-hmm. which was what was the word you couldn't say it remember you guys don't remember alakazam no <laughs> abracadabra open open sesame yeah <laughs> oh yeah it was open sesame and you were like what huh? <laughs> that was that open sesame sesame <laughs> really struggling <laughs> i just i'm so, i just don't get the pun what's it referring to like what's the reference point um, and then we sat down for dinner so an important part of magic hustle is it's like dinner and a show basically so mm-hmm. we went to the restaurant and sat down it's very strange it's like wood paneled smells of like to use i mean i know gravy means something different here really smell of gravy had a real <laughs> pub smell it really smelled of like a very reassuring cozy pub yeah mm. yeah and i think the menu kind of does reflect that like you guys both had beef wellington for your dinner we didn't did. you mm-hmm. and that's a very yeah. like pub uk pub dish oh wait i started off with the the shrimp cocktail yeah well of course I, if in doubt ben it. always has a shrimp cocktail, shrimp cocktail. as does as does laurie york yep. we've bonded over the fact that we both love to start with the shrimp cocktail nice. Jumbo shrimp. And how were your Wellingtons? It's good. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> where in LA, where have you had a better Wellington? Mm, I can't yeah, I can't say that I've had a better one, but I felt like it was only mildly warm. Like it was like uh, 
You're right. It wasn't piping. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I will say the best beef wellington I've ever had was at my friend's wedding. And you might think like, oh, a Wellington at a wedding. That's not going to go well. It was <laughs> fun. It was like mm. mind blowing. What was good. that? Uh, my friend Nicola in Scotland. Ah. Mm. It was so good. Well, in that atmosphere, in that cozy pub atmosphere with everyone having a beef wellington. What did you have? I had a tofu Thai curry. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. How was that? Oh, it, it was, it tastes just like a Thai curry. We've skipped over drinks. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. Brie, what did you have? Well, we started with sparkling water. Yes. Of course. <laughs> I love, I love how you Get ourselves in the mood. Yeah. In a carafe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I had a whiskey soda. How was that? It was great. Yeah. yeah. I, did a, I did a dirty martini. It felt like dressed up like that mm-hmm. with all that wood paneling, mm-hmm. you know, just bef- just to, to prep myself for yep. that beef wellington. Mm-hmm. I did red wine in honor of the blood that was drained from Bree's body in, <laughs> in the magic castle previously. They probably put some in there. Oh, it definitely was your blood I was drinking. It was delicious. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm talking like a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had dinner and then... Uh, I don't know what happened, but it suddenly the show was beginning and we were very late. So we had to, we got hustled out of the, uh, out of the dining room and into the theater to watch the show. Now the show was very strange. There was, wait, uh, where did we make you sit? Well, yes, we sat in the second row, which I was really furious about. I wanted to melt into the background because as listeners may not know, but as my friends know, uh, magic is not one of my favorite things to watch. I get quite um, nervous that something's going to go wrong and the trick is not going to work. And, my my fear is that my secondhand embarrassment my secondhand embarrassment for the performer will make me burst into flames like spontaneous combustion, which would be a great magic trick. Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah truly would really. Yeah, would, you'd become a member. Yeah, blow people's socks <laughs> off. I'd be gone. But if he didn't, yeah, if he didn't yeah. die from minutes, the flames, but I do feel like because yeah. they have a lot of memorabilia. He's a member. In there. He's dead. Well, he was a member for that brief moment. We know they had like Houdini's like wand in like a case. I do feel like they'd have mm-hmm. my charred chair in there, being like Fraser York. <laughs> spontaneously combusted during this terrible magic right, oh yeah because all the de- decor throughout it's like this old mm-hmm. Victorian mem- mm-hmm. Victorian house but memorabilia everywhere mm-hmm. the problem is I don't know who any of these magicians are no. so it'll be like Houdini oh Daryl Daryl Zappo or something <laughs> and it'll be his glove and I'm Oh, I don't really. <laughs> Not I, quite don't, sure. I didn't know Daryl. I will say just the general. If I had to use one word to describe the decor or just the feel of the place, carpeted. Mm-hmm. We had this wall-to-wall carpet in that mm-hmm. place. Maroon. So right. many maroon. maroon yeah, you're right. Maroon, maroon, maroon and carpet is like the vibe of the magic castle. You never want like the the full emergency oh, lights to go on. You oh, know? absolutely mm-hmm. not. No. Uh, house lights. House mm-hmm. lights down. House lights down the whole time. I think also in general the vibe. It felt like a haunted cruise ship from mm. the past. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just in general, when we were wandering around, mm-hmm. that was the vibe I got. I don't mm-hmm. know how you feel about that. Yeah. I can see that. I agree. I agree. So real quick, we watched a show with two magicians. Um, I, in, in great preparation, do not did not look up their names. So I'm just going to describe them to everyone. Well, the first guy, he kind of looked like uh, the, the midpoint between Eugene Levy and Dan Levy. <laughs> you know, the guy with the glasses. Yeah, but he looked. He looked like he was. Yeah, but don't you remember what he's from? Do you remember? His no, resume? no, no. That was the other person. <laughs> I'm talking about the guy with the glasses. Is the one for that looks like Eugene and Dan Levy? Wait, yeah, but don't you remember? With the big hair. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, you're. I love how you're trying to like painstakingly trying to describe this man, and yet his resume. Oh yeah, he was the guy from Saved by the Bell. 
Max. 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 He was Max that owned the Max in Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, he does like magic in Saved by the Bell. Like when I he brings over the burgers that. to the table. Yeah, I looked it up the next day because I was like, I was thinking like, is it he from the original ones? And he was. And they, I saw like a little clip of him serving them like a tray and pulling off a like napkin and revealing something. Oh, God. <laughs> It makes me so sad. But the the say by the bell line was like this place just gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> oh God. So yes. So this this kind of third you know in between Dan and Eugene Levy character was from Saved by the Bell. You're correct. Um, he instantly put me on edge. I was very uncomfortable with him. He was like a clown. He he was like a children's birthday party clown. I was getting very nervous with his whole demeanor. Very silly. Very silly. And I don't like silly. Did you have magicians when you were kids, like at birthday parties? Was that a thing? Mm, Not really. No. Because we did. And there was one called Uncle Mike. No. And in retrospect, (laughs) he was really fucking creepy. No. Oh, no. He sounds like a serial killer. Could have been Uncle Mike. Maybe he was just someone's uncle. I think. But but everyone had him at his his birthday party. (laughs) You'd hire Uncle Mm. Mike, and they would do. Did he dress like a clown? Or no, but he did. He did magic tricks. Don't remember anything about it. What did you What did you have at your kids like your childhood parties? What was like the activity or the thing? What was the USP? I, I, that's a good question. I just remember like running around outside a lot because I grew up in California. So it's like. Your USP oh. was all year round sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Got it. My, I have an October Libra birthday, but it was, you know, still nice out. Yeah. Uh, Fall, oh. Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was indoors. It was pouring with rain and we're stuck and inside with Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike was <laughs> pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Exactly. Boo, boo. Um, so, and then the other magician that we saw because um, at the beginning they played a little clips of like their mm-hmm. resume of who mm-hmm. they were. And he looked to look at was just a very unassuming mm-hmm. older gentleman who just looked like a nice man. Mm-hmm. Turns out he was the bloody hand from the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. No, thing's the hair. No, that's it. it. Is he called thing? Is it thing or it? No, it cousin it is the hair and then thing thing, thing, thing is thing. the hand. Yeah. yeah. So he's the hand actor he was, was in hand. all those mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. And what I will say is Obviously, uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I did like when they finished and I liked it when the curtains closed. I liked that he put his hand through and they gave mm. him a tiny hand mm-hmm. side spotlight and he waved. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a really a nice feature. Spotlight on the hand. But he wasn't silly at all. He was like, no, he was very, talk. yeah, he barely said a word. Mm-hmm. It was very pen and Teller in that sense. Yes. There was like silent one who I trusted more and then Mr. Talkative who put me very on edge. Mm. So let's just talk about the magic real quick. Um, <laughs> there was a really tough moment with, um, <laughs> Saved by the Bell guy, where <laughs> a little part of his trick was revealed uh, mm. to some audience members. And I can confirm I did not spontaneously combust, but I my temperature <laughs> rose so much that I was physically sweating. Like my, I was Wait, which trick beading. was that? The one, with the, the one with the mirror. You know when he got that audience member to come yeah, up I and they were punching through? Yeah. There was like a moment where he would... He lit, he pulled down like he pulled down the newspaper he had covering it, mm. and it just wasn't quite set in place. And it was like a mirror with like a false oh. bit that spun around, mm. and it wasn't quite in place. I missed it. And then at that point, I was I'd, I'd left the building. My body was still there, but my spirit was with all the ghosts <laughs> floating around the magic castle. Did he know that people saw it? Like I don't know. Tell? I'm okay. not sure. I don't even think everyone saw it in the audience. Okay. It was like a I don't know. It depends where you were looking. I think. Well, we really wanted him to pull your mom up on stage. Yeah, it was. It's a shame that. Like that girl was in the front row. It makes mm-hmm. sense. She also seemed like a plant to me. She was very like very camera ready, wasn't she? Yeah. She wasn't though because oh, because she was with that group of girls, wasn't she? Well, no. Yeah. It turns out that night. So at the end, just quick fast forward to the end of the night. I was posting our pictures, and I go on Instagram, 
And one of my friends from work was there that night. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> they were like the later sitting. So oh. she got dragged up on stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. What I will say is Laura's review of the Magic Castle. Uh-oh. What did she, she did? Say? She did not no, have no, good things to say the, about no, 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 the, of the magic. Of the magic. <laughs> she had a love. Let's just be clear. Brie gave her blood and invited us. <laughs> no, and no, 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 please. And we had a love. We had a lovely time. But yes, your right. mom's review of the magic. Yes. Yes. So uh, yes. She yes. wasn't impressed. She was not impressed with the magic. Mm. She. I think she thought it was going to be. I don't, I don't know what she thought she was going to see, mm-hmm. but I think because she was in LA and it was the like the magic castle, mm-hmm. I think she thought she was going to see some like Vegas level, mm-hmm. yeah. some you Flying know, Chris and... Angel, yeah. <laughs> David Copperfield, yeah. David Copperfield, yeah, like and was going to like paraglide from like the Hollywood side, yeah, and disappear. Mm-hmm. Then but I'm not sure and... how sustainable that would be mm-hmm. for you know a, a thrice weekly performance at the magic castle. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you mean like a, a thrice nightly, <laughs> thrice nightly performance, the smaller yeah. stage, exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's like a what hundred person room or yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. less. Um, but so that was that was the magic. Then you kind of get encouraged to like mill around, get a drink. There was a man that was doing like card tricks at like a side table, and you could mm. kind of just mm-hmm. sit down and watch them. Then we went downstairs, and there's like another show which we decided just to not go to. Well, we <laughs> the Laura just... show was happening. Yeah, yeah because well, yeah. at that point, well, first of all, we watched a man behind the bar do some tricks, which was which was fun. And then and someone like didn't someone shush us or like look at us like I think yes. we got a look. Yeah. Yes, quiet. Oh yeah, we got yeah we got fully shushed during that. Yes, you're correct. And then yeah, um, as as everyone was lining up to go in for this other show, we sat down for a drink. And yes, and instead of watching the magic show. We uh, we had a different kind of show. It's more of a storytelling <laughs> show. Yeah. Now I'm not going to go into the full details of this, but my mum told possibly one of her most, I believe I said at the time, most crackpot stories, <laughs> one of the most batshit stories she's ever told in her life that I have never heard, involving her time in the Caribbean, uh, like a some kind of like witch doctor, a saucepan. Um, mm-hmm. What else was that? What the other elements? A feather. It's like a, a needle feather, and thread. A needle and a thread. A needle and thread. Needless to say, my mum told a story which basically implied that someone did like almost like a voodoo style piece of magic in front of her in the Caribbean, in her own apartment. In her home. In her home. So, I mean, really the magic of that was just watching your, both of your faces trying to like humor her. Cause luckily, cause she's my I mom. I get it. to, I get to no, be like, what the fuck it. are you talking about? But you guys were like, huh, interesting. Oh yes. Okay. No, we I, were like hanging on every yeah, word. We loved it. Or she can, kidding? Laura can really spin a yarn. She knows how That's to tell great. a story. That, that was the real moment where we were downstairs and it felt like we were on a cruise ship and like mm-hmm. any moment, like it was going to slightly rock and we were yeah. just we're at like a like, tiny table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did feel like we were all slightly swaying at the same time at that point. I think maybe it's because we'd had a couple of, couple of wines. And is that where you gave blood? On that area. Well, it was in the room where people went to the show. Oh, <laughs> on wow. a stage. But there wasn't yeah. a room. There wasn't a room there when I gave blood. It was all open. But um, well, they magicked up the room. Yeah, they added a wall. <laughs> they had some doors. I really, I do really love the idea of them taking your blood via magic. Mm-hmm. You sitting in like a uh, on stage, <laughs> like a magician coming out, and, uh, like running at you with a needle. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then them saying like. Oh, you must come visit us sometime. No, you must. <laughs> yeah. And you just keep on going back. You're like, no, yeah, I like it, but I've just I've been three times now. I just I just keep on going back, and they keep on inviting me, and I'm going to I just keep on going. Given so much blood. <laughs> At least it was blood donation and not getting your blood tested, because I, I feel like I wouldn't want to receive my results in like a fun magic style. <laughs> you are not well. <laughs> <laughs> How, how was that visit compared to other visits? Are there other things that you've experienced there mm. of note? Well, 
the the thing was it's still kind of covid times yes although you know most a lot of people here are vaccinated in la but um they didn't have the full experience open such as the magical piano when you first mm. walk in mm. irma irma the magical piano was not working can you can you just describe to listeners irma mm-hmm. basically it's like a side little parlor room and it's really tiny maybe only fits like five people in it and you go in and irma's playing a song and you tell her hey irma play um i don't know Shell Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Promise this. <laughs> Promise this. It was a lot of words to try and do in that one. And Irma just starts playing it. It's like really quick and impressive. Ooh. So, yeah. And and there's a tip jar for Irma. So yeah. I bet there is. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that despite Irma being, because it's a haunted piano, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I like that during COVID, She's, she can't perform. No. <laughs> can't risk so, I mean, it. Ghost, can't ghosts risk. can get it then. That proves yeah. that ghosts can get it. That's, I mean, we've been wanting to know that since February <laughs> last year. Exactly. Ghosts can officially get COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, are they in the, where are they in the line for getting the, the vaccine? I think they're still mm-hmm. under, I think they're the last, I think. Mm-hmm. I think okay, we're doing, I think we're doing ghosts. First. Yeah, children first, first and we're doing ghosts mm-hmm. last. Yeah, okay. So Irma won't be back until 2022, I guess, once yeah, she's been vaccinated. Oh, Lord. There were a lot of Vegas-style dresses, though, I must Yes. Let's talk about... Some people took that dress code. code, Yeah, yeah, some people took evening in a different direction, didn't they? There was definitely some slinky... Sequins. Sequins, yeah. There was there was that girl that was wearing that um, that gold dress, which is truly... There was that dress of a certain time. Do you remember that was like... It's hard to describe it. It's basically like if you just took a gold square of like sequin fabric and then the the... This bit is like a cow, like a draped cow neck, mm, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, remember that dress that was just everyone wore. It? I feel like Beyonce wore it to perform oh, in yes. it, and then it like mm-hmm. trickled down and down and down. Mm-hmm. I feel like we saw a lot of those dresses, mm-hmm. kind of sequined, kind of cow neck, sexy sack mm-hmm. dresses. Yeah, like something like Naomi Smalls may wear. Yes, mm-hmm. very yeah, exactly in like mm-hmm. a throwback kind of yes, very mm-hmm. that. Oh, One thing I will add is I was really trying to impress Laura with you know the 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 famous clientele there. And I mentioned that uh, Neil Patrick Harris was a board member at the Magic Castle. No clue. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> N- NPH, not registering on mum's mom's radar at all. And that's right. And at the bar, people kept ordering, uh, can I get a Neil Patrick Harris? There was oh, like really? a drink that's oh, like funny. his thing. And everyone said, like, oh, well, does Neil come here? Neil's been here. Oh, no, Where's Neil? Last time he's here, it's a lovely guy. Oh, yeah, Neil, 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 Neil. And I'm like, I mean, I'd love to have seen him come and try to do a card trick on Laura, she would have been like, bad magic, don't know who you are. <laughs> okay, so it's tricky to think of a UK equivalent of the Magic Castle because it's such a such a specific thing. I feel like I can describe it very easily by just saying it's like this in a this. Okay. So I guess maybe that would be my... So, so actually, the one thing that we didn't really touch on is that it really is an actual magician's club so it's where people go and study magic and people want to work there and it's it's actually very like prestigious people get blood Mm -hmm. people get blood there Mm -hmm. their blood fuels the castle yeah um but so we do actually have a uk equivalent of that oh which is called the magic circle you've never heard of the magic circle i thought the magic circle was international no so this the magic castle thing is actually called the academy of magical arts wait brie have you heard of the magic circle Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh. So I think it's like, I think it's to use a reference that you'll understand. I yeah. think it's saying like Harry Potter, how they have Hogwarts as the UK school. And then, you know, they have 
Uh, oh fuck! Now I, I was trying to be all smug, and now I can't remember the name of any of the other. Trying to mark me, Brie, because I have not read or seen Harry Potter. Okay. Well, but I've just I've lost it at the last hurdle there because I forgot one of the names of the other schools. Do you do you know? Do you are you a Harry Potter fan? I am, but I don't know what you're talking about. You know how there's like you know how Hogwarts <laughs> is the UK magic, magic school, yeah. and then they have like you know when they do that competition with the ones from oh, overseas. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. There we go. That's mm-hmm. a word. So yes, I feel like basically there's, it's kind of like they're all competing kind of magic places. So I feel like maybe if you're part of the magic circle in the UK, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're, it means you're connected, but you're not instantly part of the Academy of Magical Arts. Okay. But what did they say that, how do you become a member? I think I asked before when I went before and they, our oh. waiter said. Oh, how do you oh, become yeah. a member of the yeah, magic yeah. castle? Okay. Yeah. How do you become a member of the magic castle? Our waiter told us that you have to perform a 15-minute magic set in order to become a member. And you have to be approved. You're not just in. <laughs> so it's like an addition. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. like an SNL. You, so you basically, it's like you try out. original character impression and like just some general jokes. <laughs> kind also, of. 15 minutes. That's not just one little trick. Mm-hmm. Several. No. 15, what, are you, what are you going to do for yours? Mm. Well, once I saw this lady that was like very 60s and danced around to kind of some 60s like jazz and did like scarves pulling scarves (gasps) oh my god and i was like that'd be fun because you're like dancing around and being like you doing a 60s numbers that is scarf heavy i can 100 see that yeah that's uh yeah if i had to do it i would do that for 15 minutes that's a lot of scarves So, um, so yeah, I was just looking up. So the magic, uh, the magic circle, the headquarters are in London and they are on, let me just get the address for you so everyone can go. So it's in, uh, Euston street, NW1. What neighborhood is that? I don't know. Euston street's one of those things in London that isn't in Euston. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hang on. I'm going to look up there. I've said neighborhood. We don't even call it that in the UK, do we? What, what do you mean? I, what words do we use there anymore? <laughs> what like, like where it replaces? But what borough? Borough. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking hell. Really late. I really struggled then. I forgot who I was. It's actually near to Euston Station. <laughs> oh, it is near to Euston Station. <laughs> Just opposite Euston Square Tube Station. So you know oh. you can pop out on a Euston Square Tube Station nightmare. Absolute nightmare. So many people get <laughs> off it thinking they're at Euston, Euston Station. Station. It's different. You've got to oh. carry your suitcase down the street oh. to that train station. But I guess, you know, you could also pop across the street and go into the magic circle. Is it the same vibe as the magic castle? Like, kind of like old and um. glamorous? <laughs> 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 well, Brie, to answer that question, why don't you just, uh, I'm just going to, sorry, actually, I can't really move my computer that much to, uh, do you want to just tell me what you're seeing in that picture there? Um, that looks sad doesn't it yeah it's a very like dress damp or like very simple <laughs> just all black with like red napkins <laughs> not good yeah I'm, I'm oh wow okay the magic circle in london on trip advisor one of the pictures one of those you know those plastic balls that you put your hand on that has the, the sparks Ooh, that come out the gadget shop very yeah. gadget shop yes, yes. yeah i always um, wanted one of the those magic castle kids. would never no the magic castle would absolutely <laughs> never so it looks it looks to me a lot like the uh, the Magic Circles. Maybe it's still a place where you can go and see performances, but I don't think that they have actual. Um, there's no there's no restaurant there. I'm mm. definitely seeing that. Do you think do you hit those balls that you put like your hand on? That's like instead of like a candle on the table, mm-hmm. they just got those. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Lights or maybe it's table. a way of signalling that you want to get some uh, get some service. You just like mm-hmm. someone comes over. I'm just gonna look at a, a one Ooh. a one star review for the uh, for the Magic Circle. Don't bother. 
After queuing for queuing, very British. After queuing for 20 minutes to get inside the building, we were finally let in at 7 p.m. And then told to go up, say, upstairs to an antechamber with the smallest bar in the world. That's not a feature. It's not a feature that she wasn't like, oh, we're going to go to the smallest bar in the world. <laughs> we queued for another 15 minutes. Once we got to the head of the queue for drinks, we were told that they only sold dark rum in the downstairs bar. Oh. oh. We then went downstairs and were met by a burly man who said you had to have a wristband on and we were told to go upstairs again. We went back upstairs and we queued again this time for a Coke. <laughs> for me. And then went to stand in the queue for the theatre to see the magic show. As we queued, there's a real theme to this. As we queued, another man came up to us and said the show doesn't start until nine. Don't bother queuing. It was 7.30 when this chap said that. We just left after that. Our seats cost £42. I should have asked for my money back. Disgraceful. Don't go to this venue. I mean, that review was really centered around queuing and dark rum, wasn't dark it? Dark rum and like a warm Coke and like a <laughs> Gotta have your dark glass. rum. Gotta have your dark rum. So, so there really is an actual direct comparison, which is the Magic Circle in London. But I do feel like I got a very specific vibe and this is a very British thing. Okay. I felt like if they took the Magic Circle in London and installed a Toby Carvery <laughs> restaurant into the Magic Circle... <laughs> That would complete the full thing. Mm. Now, Brie, a Toby Carvery is a very specific <laughs> restaurant in the UK. Like a roast. Yes. Right? Oh my, you've got it. How British that's am ex- I you've got right it now. So that's basically it. So it's it because I think the restaurant smelt like a Carvery. It smelt like meat mm-hmm. and gravy and like kind of vegetables. An old, old person kind of. Yes, a kind of an old, slightly musty, but like a Carvery. A Toby Carvery is so delicious and disgusting. Mm. I will tell you, they are really good. If you're like, it's a real like. Oh, I'm really hungover. We're going to go to Toby mm. Carvery. And you just like, just Some pile food. a plate up with like meat and like vegetables and gravy. You, you know Yorkshire what I'm putting? You know what I'm going to say? I've never been to one. Never been to a Toby Carvery. <laughs> All right. I'm calling Laura. What time is it in the UK? I'm going to get her to re- reverse her opinion. I actually never been to one until I was in London. We didn't have them where I grew up. Okay. But it's not because I am better than anyone else. It's because <laughs> I'm from the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think actually... The UK equivalent of the Magic Castle is the Magic Circle in London if they built an extension and that was a restaurant including the Toby Carvery. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) I've gone. (laughs) Guys, we've been talking for two hours. (laughs) I'm starting to sweat now. I think we need to get out of here. here. Okay. So thank you as ever for listening. We know this has been a bumper episode. You're welcome. That's all we're going to say about that. If you want to get in touch, do get in touch on our Instagram, on our email. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And Twitter. And Twitter. You can't rate and review us on Twitter, but do get in touch on Twitter. (laughs) Brie, thank you so much for donating your blood, getting those haunted tickets, Mm -hmm. taking us to the Magic Castle, and for being here this evening. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. It was lovely. It's worth the risk because you do know that your soul will be trapped in the Magic Castle for all eternity when you do pass on. But hey. I've already gotten two visits to the Magic Castle out of it. So well, well worth, worth it. it. Oh. oh. Magic. That was our magic trick for you, listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.